0: Hello everyone, this is Jason Bittner from Triple Helix Corporation, and welcome again to our Helix Insider podcast. I'm actually joined in studio today with two of my colleagues, uh, Andy Webster, one of our senior developers, and Lauren Gully, who is our Director of Marketing. And today we're gonna to be talking to you about how to select the right ERP system. Uh, so first off, let's talk about what is an ERP system. Uh, Andy, why don't you uh, start us off?
1: An ERP is just basically like, it's a single database that's got all the parts of your business that you can track in there like uh, typically, a lot of them are tailored towards manufacturing, but um, they have ones for just financial groups and things like that too. but they'll cover things like uh, ordering and then um, raw materials, you know your bill of materials, if you're not familiar with that term, that's like what you need to make a finished good for your um, for your company. and then they'll also track, you can also track customer orders. So your custom, when your customers will take an order, um, somebody in your company will put that into your ERP, what they need, and then they could send out that order to manufacturing. And then they could figure out how much of this raw material I need to order to make this. And so it kind of just tracks a bunch of different components of your system. And you know, then going on to like invoicing, things like that. So you'll have a list of all the invoices you've ever done however much you choose to keep in the end. Um, so it's a it's a kind of an all-inclusive way to track um, the heartbeat of your business. And then you have that data for reporting and you know taxes, things like that. So you don't have to do as much work later on if you capture all of that information as you're going. That's kind of the general gist of what an ERP is. And just for clarification, what does ERP mean? What's that stand for? Enterprise resource planning—a little bit of a tongue twister for me—and
0: <laughs> it's a software platform, correct?
1: Yeah, usually they'll have like a uh, they'll have like a database that's on the back, but on the front you'll have like a nice or kind of nice GUI to um, graphical user interface to interact with. So you know you can fill out forms for orders or um, invoices and things like that.
0: Got it. Yeah. So in our world, you know, we're actually asked many times to help companies find an ERP system. And uh, we've actually created a process um, that is for ERP selection consulting that we call Phase Zero. And finding an ERP is a very challenging endeavor for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, the software companies that sell these, um, they're not cheap and they're very, very... Um, uh, complex and the sales teams are very motivated to try to sell these to uh, our manufacturing partners and in so doing is that they'll do anything and say anything that the software can do to try to make that sale but the reality is that these these tools are not always the same one size fits all sort of thing so we find in practice it becomes very challenging to uh, validate that the ERP they're looking at is actually truly going to do what it says it does. So for that matter, we've actually, in our work, have been able to uh, remove some of the bias and the mystery in, in finding a new ERP. Uh, the other thing is that um, we're experts at finding these because we've worked with them for so many years. However, um, if you're a business and you're trying to find your next ERP system, you know, you've know you got a company to run, you've got a business to operate, and sometimes finding an ERP in the process can be almost a full-time job. And you know, certainly if... You're not skilled at it and you don't have the time then you know the ability to find that erp becomes even that much more challenging so um we recommend using someone that has expertise to help find an erp and I'm not going right to the vendors and say does your system do this and most often the times they'll say yes of course uh, but an objective viewpoint is very necessary here. Lauren, why don't you talk to uh, our listeners a little bit about how we perform our phase zero, and what's entailed with actually helping a company find their next hierarchy. Okay.
2: Absolutely. So I've had the pleasure of sitting in on a couple of different phase zero calls with our CEO, Jason, um, and they are really comprehensive. We really dive in depth with our different potential clients to really understand their needs and make sure that we are meeting and addressing all of their pain points. So a lot of the times um, from my understanding we will sit down and we'll talk to different departments within the organization so everybody from production to operation to quality and engineering um, just some examples of the different departments that we've spoken to uh, at different companies and we really try to talk to the um, key players in those departments so whoever the lead of the department is the people that are really doing the brunt of the work in those departments on a daily basis we really wanna make sure we talk to them and have a pretty detailed conversation about what they need in order to make their business run smoother. Usually if you talk to the head of these different departments, they already can jot down off the top of their head, you know, one to three different pain points that are really causing them to struggle and slowing down overall operations. So we, we really try to talk to them, talk through those points. And understand how and what solutions we might consider implementing that will help to make their lives easier and help their business run smoother overall. Um, A lot of the times, they do have current systems in place, but those systems might not be meeting their needs or not all of their needs, or they're kind of doing patchwork um, to make whatever system they have work and putting band aids over problems that really could be better addressed by augmenting the existing system with um, new modules or integrations that can help meet a lot of those pain points, address them and and, um, make their lives easier or by even implementing a a completely new system like we talked about previously. And um, really finding somebody that understands those systems and works with them every day um, and really knows the ins and outs of ERPs and what works for each business um, is really critical because another point that I see a lot We work with a lot of different industries, right? So we could be working one day with somebody in manufacturing and the next day working with somebody um, in a completely different industry and different industries have different needs based on their industry that they might be looking for in a new software. Um, So you really want to find somebody that you trust that does this every day, that really knows the ins and outs of these systems and can help you find the best match for your business. So once we've met with those departments and we've had those conversations and we've sat down and we've gotten to know them and their needs a little bit better, um, we come up with a requirements matrix. So we'll detail out, you know, what their must-haves are, um, their wish list items, so to speak, what would uh, make their lives easier. We'll write all of that down. We'll do some research on the back end. And then we're normally able to go to them and present them with, you know, our recommendations as far as going forward, what we suggest implementing, and what we suggest um, to go ahead and uh, get that process started on their end.
0: Right, and just to add to that, that matrix is so very critical because it's sort of that detailed understanding of what the company needs. Um, but it also allows us to match ERP systems that are out there to those needs and see if there's a right size, right fit. Typically, we start with like an over a list of over like a hundred different ERPs, but by the time we're having interviews, we've kind of whittled it down to like maybe the top twenty. And then after the interviews are done, the matrix is created. We're down to like a top ten. And then by the time we look at a top 10 list and then go to the vendors and start to match suitability and fit with that matrix, we're actually narrowing it down to like the top one, two, three recommendations. And those things include things like price is also very, very important because not all these are priced the same. Um, Some companies don't have a a large budget, so we have to be sensitive to certain solutions might be a perfect fit, but they're too expensive. So we have to consider that. The other thing that's really, really a big thing right now is what they call a CMMC Compliance, Cybersecurity Model Maturity Levels, which allows the organization to work with the Department of Defense, and if they're required to have that certification, the ERP system must actually match that, and not all of them do. So you could, again, have a perfect fit, but if you're not meeting all of those requirements, it actually creates um, uh, a problem that they, they have to be able to choose the right solution. And on that, I mean, these things are never a perfect fit. I mean, if you have the, the best, best outcome, um, you're not going to get all of your needs met. Andy, why don't you talk to uh, the point about, like, how how much of a good fit can you really get for an ERP system? And then, you know, what can they expect if they don't get everything they want?
1: In most cases, they're they're kind of a generic sort of a thing. So it'll be like a general, it'll cover a lot of different cases. And a lot of them are pretty... Pretty it can be pretty comprehensive, but
0: what would, what percentage level would you say you know is like the perfect f- that we get in our in
1: our work and, and in our history? I I mean like eighty percent of the way there probably is pretty good. Oh, so they, they don't ever get hundred percent then? Yes. No, <laughs> and um, you know that's where we come in later. But um, <laughs> um, so nothing's nothing's going to fit you your company perfectly, obviously. But uh, if you can get most of that work done with an ERP. Then um, that's still going to save you a whole lot of time, and if you really want to make it more tailored to your to your business in particular, that's something we do too. We customize. Um, we don't customize the ERP itself, but we build layers on top of it that will augment usually um, an existing ERP. So you can do extra things like live reporting. Maybe you want to have a touch screen with live data showing up on your shop floor, you know, so that everybody knows what's in production and who's making what, things like that. So yeah, if you if you need help with something like that, then, or selecting an ERP or customizing an ERP, then that's what we're here for. You can give us a call and, uh, you know, we're more than happy to help fit it to your business better.
0: That's a really excellent point because, you know, we've met so many companies that are searching for their, their ERP, whether they don't have one yet or they're replacing an older one. And they actually have a tendency to think of it as a silver bullet. It's going to solve all their problems once they have it. And your point about you know 80% of fit is is very accurate. I mean that is literally the best we've ever seen. Typically, ERPs are far less than that. Most companies we meet who are struggling are maybe 30 or 40% of fit. So you know getting even to an 80% is quite an achievement. But it's never going to be that 100% fit. And to your earlier point, augmentation is is sometimes necessary, which is what we do. We run software layers that go on top of things. Uh, So, yes, absolutely a fair point. So, you know, just a little bit about, you know, some of the work we've done today, guys, Uh, you know, ERP selection consulting, if you're looking for a new one or if you're actually struggling with an existing one but you're not really ready to get rid of it, you know, we recommend ERP augmentations because we can actually assist with. Um, Any final thoughts, Lauren?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely, um, we've worked with a variety of clients across varieties of different industries, everything from ERP selection consulting to augmentation. Um, Really, the key takeaway for me and for our audience, I think, is really making sure, you know, ERP selection. From my understanding and from what i've seen working with our company can be a full-time job it can be really easy to become overwhelmed with finding a new system there's so much that goes into it um, not just about understanding your business but understanding about how these different um, erp systems work and and how they operate and what the best fit might be for your business Um, and most people most business owners and decision makers are so busy running their own business they just don't have the time to invest in researching and and finding the right fit um, for an ERP. So they either end up delaying that process and putting it off when um, it's really critical and and their business is suffering and their operations are greatly slowed because they don't have an efficient system in place, or they just um, end up settling for a system that's not really a great fit for them so I think the best thing um, that we can really recommend is you know, finding somebody to partner with, such as Triple Helix, who knows ERPs, who does this on a daily basis, who's worked with a variety of different clients and many different systems, like you said. I mean, we have a matrix of over 100 different ERP systems that we've worked with and that we've partnered with. Um, so we really know these systems and finding somebody that has that intelligence so that we can do the legwork for you, so that you're not taking time away from running your business. and working with your customers to find a new system to better your operations, you're able to work with a company that really knows those systems and can help you get the right fit for your business the first time. So you're not wasting time and money um, and that you can make sure that you have the best fit uh, for your business, your employees and your, and your company.
1: No, actually very well said, thank you. Uh,
0: Andy, any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, just to bounce off of what Lauren said, oftentimes when we're, we, we will delay, these kinds of things but honestly the sooner you start doing something like this something like using an erp for your company uh the better because it's kind of like organization in your personal life you know you'll be living in in chaos forever and then you'll be like as soon as you get organized you'll think why didn't i do this sooner (laughs) because it makes um it takes the stress it takes a lot of stress away When um, something is doing a lot of the work for you or you can delegate a lot of your um, tasks that you would normally be running in your business um, and things like paper, um, paper forms and things like that. and Keeping track of all that, the sooner you the sooner you do it, the better, because um, electronic really is it really is better in that it is extensible. So, you you know, the sky's the limit for what you can do with the data you capture.
0: Well said, well said. Okay, well, that's I think all our time for today. I wanna to thank my two guests, Andy Webster, our senior developer and Lauren Gully, our director of marketing for joining me today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you everyone.